Hello, welcome back to Not Your Inspiration, the podcast where we ramble about disability. My name is Gray, I'm the host of this shit show, and I have not made an episode in a while. I said that I would post Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. I have not done that. My life's been a little crazy. Actually, that's a lie. I've just been depressed. Like, let's be real. Let's not tell lies on this show. Like, it's just been that hashtag depression. My laptop broke, and I just did not have, like, the mental fortitude to get my shit together and fix it so there we go anyway um but i am back now and here to uh ramble people have been messaging me on my blog a lot asking me if i am dead no i'm not dead this is a show where i talk constantly about chronic illness and disability so um it means like you know it means that i'm not always Like, no one makes a show where they talk about, like, being quote-unquote unproductive in society and how it affects them and then makes that show, like, on a regular schedule. You know what I mean? Like, no one talks about what I talk about and uploads it regularly. It's just part of... It is part of the disability cripple punk movement is you have to just be flaky as shit. And my friends can all attest to this. I am, like, the, the monarch of making plans and then last minute being like, oh, sorry, I can't. And it's not even an excuse. I'm just actually naturally that bad at organizing my life. True facts. The more you know. Anyway, I'm just sitting here eating some oranges and hot Cheetos, thinking about how Republicans are out here trying to repeal the Americans with Disabilities Act. And it's one of those, like, disappointed but not surprised moments. Um... And there are a lot of really um, successful, cool, smart people doing really cool things about it, like protesting in Washington and creating petitions and all sorts of political things. And I am um, eating Cheetos with a broken laptop that I have yet to fix. Um, So, you know, there's definitely those of us who are more effective in this community. I would not say that I am like, like some, I was reading this blog, um, and I don't want to name names, I was reading this blog, and the person in the blog was talking about my podcast, and was like, oh, they're like this new disability activist, and I'm like, um, I don't know if I'm an activist, like, I am loud, and I have opinions that I like to put out on the internet, um, but I, I wouldn't say, You know what I mean? Like, I feel like calling this podcast advocacy is, like, kind of diminishing people who are, like, getting arrested for staging, like, quote-unquote die-ins outside of senators' offices, you know? And I'm not trying to, like, diminish what I'm doing here or what any of us are doing here. It's all important, but I feel like I have my own internalized guilt complex about that. And I know that it's internal because I would never think that about someone else. Like, if someone else was doing what I'm doing now and someone called that person an advocate, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they definitely are. But I have my own weird internalized shit about, like, how political and effective you need to be in order to be considered a good advocate and a good activist. And that's um, that's what I'm thinking. I don't have an episode topic. I don't have a script. I don't have notes because um i just don't so we're gonna be casual we're gonna chat today yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna have a nice friendly time like a one-way skype call because who's 
worst nightmare isn't a one-way Skype call where you just have to listen to someone talk and not be able to say anything back. Because that's what this is. I was kind of thinking about, like, there's so many ultra-specific like subgroups of subgroups within the disability community and I they're hard to quantify um but they're totally there and they're very noticeable if you kind of know what to look for like I think they're like the like the true like original cripple punk movement which started on tumblr and it's really like I think it's very political too like the cripple punk movement is by nature I think more political than say like the Spoonie movement or other just pure disability chronic illness kind of like support groups you know like I think we're like the Spoonie people and and of course there's overlap like it's not like one or the other you know it's not black and white but I think in general huge generalization like the quote-unquote Spoonie crowd tends to be more like like a support group kind of um I'm not sure how to explain it, but they tend to be a little more focused on one thing and supportive and less intense and generally speaking less like there's less anarchy going on and I think the cripple punk movement is a little more intense and it's a little more like it is political and it's more about thinking about society you know it's not always just about thinking about your health which of course is a huge thing to like all of us but it's also about thinking about how disability plays into society and all that kind of stuff that I talk about and obviously there's overlap um and I also want to explain Spoonie is um the spoon theory which I don't remember who coined the term I think her first name is Christina I don't remember her last name, and I could be wrong about her first name. Anyway, it's basically a um, fictional metaphorical unit of measurement for how much energy and, like, pain you have. So if you have, like, a lot of spoons one day, then maybe you'll be able to do more things than on a day when you have no spoons and you'd be stuck in bed. And so that's where the term comes from, if any of you don't know that, to, like, my three able-bodied listeners. Um... But yeah, it is kind of interesting, and I've been thinking a lot about also kind of how different social media platforms interact with disability, because Tumblr and Twitter, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube are really the um, social media that I frequent. Like, I don't go on Facebook because I don't like a lot of people in my personal life, and I don't want them to find me on the internet, Um, so I stay away from Facebook, Um, but at least for tumblr twitter and youtube there's like even within the people you know tumblr's like really angsty it's always been i mean people joke about it but i think it's also very supportive like people make very genuine friendships on tumblr and it sounds like fake and sappy and blah 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 but it's true um and I'm not Tumblr, like, the wider website, like, I don't want to get in, like, it's a fucked up website, like, it's called a hell site for a reason, but I'm talking specifically about the disability and cripple punk people on Tumblr, they tend to really be a community and really take people in, like, me included, and once you kind of know the main players, you kind of know everyone, and everyone, you know, everyone just sort of knows each other, and it's a very, it is supportive in sort of a strange and angry way, Um, but it's like cathartic anger. You can just hop on a group chat and rant about your day and everyone understands. 
And I think Twitter is more like actual political calls for change. Twitter is like the true quote-unquote wokeness. Um, And then YouTube. Oh man, I've been like really deeply thinking about all of the types of disability youtubers that you have like i've been really thinking about it more than i should this is what hap this is what happens you guys when you're like you've been in bed for a month and a half and you have like two friends and one of them lives out of state you just you you get you know like the conspiracy wall in movies with like paper and like red strings that's me but with disability youtubers i have like my x-files wall with my red yarn and anyway um but you know and this isn't shade to anyone by the way like i don't want you guys to think that I like I really don't have anything against anyone I'm not subtle I would just drop names um but you know like you have like the vloggers like the chronic illness daily vloggers and this is such a huge stereotype but I feel like a lot of the times they tend to have more supportive families than um like I'd say the cripple punk people on tumblr you know like there are a lot of um, vloggers who I watch who have very similar diagnoses to me and a lot of times like their family is very featured in the videos and um, you know they vlog like their siblings or parents or whatever and I think a lot of the cripple punk people on tumblr get a lot of their families not wanting to either associate with their disability or have that person associate with their own disability like I think there's a lot of that of parents trying to convince kids or siblings trying to convince siblings that they're not actually sick or not actually disabled as like a weird um like denial coping mechanism and I think a lot of the daily vloggers and maybe they're faking it for the camera too like that's a total possibility you know but I think a lot of those like very popular daily vloggers um And a lot of them are couples, too. Like, they're married. And I think it's a slightly different demographic. It's the same demographic. I mean, there's huge overlap. But I do think it's a slightly different demographic. Because they tend to have really supportive families. And rather severe and... I mean, we all have severe and ongoing medical problems. And I think it's an act for the camera, maybe. I don't want to, like, speak for people. But there's a very certain group of, like, very happy almost cheerful vloggers and they're not always happy and cheerful. I mean no one's always happy and cheerful but they're not like like if you had to just generalize like to the point of it being obnoxious if you had to generalize to the point of it being obnoxious I think I would generalize that some of these vloggers are happy and more positive and then some of the cripple punk people on tumblr and twitter are more angry and political But I also think that's the nature of vlogs, you know? A vlog is a video blog. It's about your personal life. It's not really... It's not, like, designed as a vehicle for change, you know? It's not a petition to Congress or a protest. It's a vlog of a a doctor's appointment or surgery or whatever, you know, it is. And then, of course, you have other YouTubers who are much more, like, educational almost, not in, like, the weird motivational speaker, like, TED Talk kind of way, but, you know, like, they talk more ob- objectively about disability as opposed to just filming their whole day. And it's not like one is better than the other. It's just interesting 
because there's so few disabled YouTubers that I think people just like lump all of them in together. Like, oh, these are the disabled YouTubers and they're all one monolith. But people's channels are so different. And maybe the reason that like it's strange to kind of think about is because there's this like stereotype that all disabled slash chronically ill slash whatever people are the same and obviously we know intellectually that's not true but sometimes like you realize practically that it's not true and you're like oh my god wow it's not true and like i realize it too with a lot of other things like i it's not just disability i kind of have this thing in my head where like all in my mind all queer people are like there's solidarity you know there's solidarity we go through similar things we all have similar things in life and there's solidarity and then of course you realize that that's total bullshit and there are a lot of super toxic groups within the lgbtq community and it's really not always queer solidarity like there are turfs and there are you know there's so many like just negative and toxic aspects and i'm not saying whatever that's my own thing i'm I'm not necessarily saying that some of the drama within the queer community applies to the disability community what i'm trying to say is that i think in my mind at least i kind of have this weird like premonition feeling that if you if you're in a minority then you're gonna take care of everyone else in that same minority group and that's just not always how it works in real life Sometimes it totally is, but other times, like, it's not. And I think realizing that, in one way, it's kind of disappointing, but in one way, it's also like, oh, yeah, people are still humans first. People still have personalities first, and some of those personalities are just totally insufferable. I want to talk just very briefly and lightly about the rather touchy subject of some anti-Semitism and racism that I have personally seen and heard from other people that they've seen within specifically cripple punk spaces it's a bit hard to quantify without naming names and i'm really not here to do that i'm really not here to start drama but i think um it's important that people are aware especially of some of the anti-semitism that goes on and it's not blatant it's not people posting on their blogs like i hate jews or even things like that it's usually personal messages that people get and interactions like that and i um i've made posts about this before and a lot of times those posts will attract other jewish people within the community um to come to me and say like oh my god like you too like you know i've seen this i've experienced this and i thought i was the only one and it's it's almost a gaslighting type of thing and I just think it's very important that we're all aware, especially that non-Jews are aware that there are some fairly, like, well-known and well-liked people within this community who have said and done rather anti-Semitic things, and that doesn't make them terrible people, but for a community that really prides itself on being very radical and very accepting, it is important that we note something that is not at all being talked about. And I've also gotten a lot when I try to kind of bring this up to people and start a conversation about this within the community. I've gotten a lot of, you know, oh, you're just trying to start drama. You're just trying blah, blah, blah. And I'm really not. I'm genuinely, truly not. I am 
by no means saying that this is the best approach, what I'm doing right now, but I don't know any other approach. Um, So this is what I'm going with, and I'm not an expert, nor am I a sociologist, but I am not trying to start drama. I am trying to bring an issue forward. And I think when someone brings an issue forward that you don't like and you just say, oh, you're just trying to start drama and brush it off as like, you know, fake, it's very, it's it's like gaslighting. It, it's very dismissive and it's something that needs to be talked about, you know. I know a lot of people don't personally experience it or see it or know what to look for and that's totally fine, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And it's something that we need to talk about as a community because it's a problem. It's a problem in the real world. I don't want to say the real world, quote unquote, versus online, but it's a problem in the physical world, obviously. It's a problem in the online world, obviously. Um, And it is a huge problem even within really small communities that are built on this radical premise of acceptance, unconditional acceptance. Another thing is... I don't want to call this racism, but I, and I, I also want to say, like, I am white, um, very pasty white, like, I do not want to speak out of turn in any way, so call me the fuck out if I do. The C-Punk community is rather white. Not all white, obviously. There are people of color in the community, but there's just, um, I've noticed, like, going through the tags and stuff looking at selfies, looking at people's blogs. Um, And I'm not saying, like, it's a good or bad thing. It's just a thing that's there. And I think it's worth being aware of. And I also think it's worth white people talking about. You know, I, I don't think we should just leave it up to the people of color in the community to talk about. I think, like, everyone... Everyone needs to talk about things that affect their own community. Like, it's that meme of, I don't know how to explain to you how to care about other people. It's kind of that. It's interesting because when I get hate for things that I post online, um, specifically anti-Semitic hate, there are two very distinct brands. There is the straight up, just like, straight from 4chan, internet troll, creep, type of brand where they're telling me that my grandparents should be roasted in an oven and that I'm the next Anne Frank and you know all sorts of stuff like that that I control the world banks I wish I controlled the world banks like then we'd really all be having a party um but that's one type of message I get and the other type of message I get is from people who I know and trusted and like within the community or it is messages that are much more coded talking about oh there are all sorts of um rather things that might sound kind of casual to someone who doesn't know what they're looking for but things that kind of ring alarm bells when you are a jewish person on the internet and there's a lot of those um and i've talked to other people about this and i was actually going to make a whole episode dedicated to some of my experiences with anti-semites particularly within the cripple punk community i decided not to do that i was really going to do it um i decided not to do that because i realized that it would mean sharing names not names but it would you'd figure it out um and it would mean maybe sharing screenshots and i i'm really not in the mood for drama like i want to talk 
into my microphone that I bought on eBay and like my 23 listeners or however many you know what I mean like I'm not here for drama but it's gotten to a point where I've heard from enough enough other Jewish people um, most of them really young teens and it's just something that needs to be brought to the surface and something that needs to be talked about anyway that's my totally incoherent rant about um what did I even talk about this episode that's the real question I talked about I need to edit this out don't I wow I'm out of my mind you guys I'm not even out of my mind I'm just a dumbass anyway um yeah so hopefully you liked my incoherent rant about youtubers and anti-semitism and weird shit um next week's episodes i want to say they're going to be much more structured back to kind of more concrete topics today i really just wanted to post something and get it out there so people would stop asking me for it um and i do have patreons and people who gave me money on paypal and so i feel like okay i actually owe them some content um but that being said Next episodes are going to be much more structured. Thank you for listening. If you made it to the end of this incoherent mess of, of a episode, it is much appreciated. Uh, subscribe, podcast app, YouTube. I have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash notyourinspo. That is all for my rambling and my shameless self-promo. And as always, take care of yourselves.